Welcome to a Monday edition of Charlie Helmick for Campaign Broadcast. Charlie, how are we doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing real well. Ready to get back in the back in the seat. Well, I hear you guys have some weather coming your way, huh? Yeah, yeah, well, it's the Midwest. Just give it a day and it'll change the next day. Well, I hope you guys uh, keep dry out there and, and I hope you don't put your back into that uh, snow out, you know, having to do some shoveling, so... I'm going to give her to you, and I wish you luck. Thank you very much. Welcome to my podcast. This is where we discuss politics, government, and public policy. Tonight's very special guest is the Illinois Freedom Alliance Outreach Chairperson, Ms. Penny Nelson. Penny, how are you? I am fantastic. How are you, Charlie? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. You know, you and I have played phone tag a few times here over the past, uh, the past uh, couple of months. And finally, I got to meet you the other night, and uh, I tell you, your group, uh, the Freedom Alliance, is, is truly amazing, and uh, I'll bet you're glad to be a part of that. It is, it is amazing, um, and I am extremely blessed. Um, the group that we have is, every single one of us has the exact same values. We, we believe in the same things, and uh, it's a real blessing. We the, the entire group is an extreme blessing. Do you know how many members you currently have with the Freedom Alliance? So the way that we're structured is the exact same way as a central committee um, in the Republican Party would be structured. So we have chairs, we have committee members, um, and then we also have a board. So we are actually a political action committee. And so on our structure with the committees and with the members, um, everybody who, who is a volunteer is a member. Outstanding. We'll get more into that here in just a little bit. We discussed a few of the current things which are going on in our world. And there's never a, a shortage of, of interesting things happening. Have you been keeping an eye on this, on this freedom convoy that's, uh, that's been trucking across the world? Yes, I have. And it is fantastic, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah, it's really good to see a group of people get together just like that and say, you know what, enough is enough. We are done. It, absolutely, absolutely. And it's really interesting how, you know, when you're watching or hearing um, and seeing videos about what mainstream media is saying and how they're twisting it is, is really concerning. So, you know, the whole thing I think is fantastic. I think um, the government overreach and medical tyranny and things that we are experiencing currently, um, Americans have had enough. And the whole world is involved now. So we're really, we're, we're uniting. And I think, it's, I think it's great. Well, you know, that media, uh, the lies the media has been told, has been going on for so long now. It, it, it truly is amazing. I used to think that, that, that media, that reporters went out, they investigated the story, they got at least two confirmations of anything before they even reported it. And now that just doesn't happen anymore. They go along with a narrative. And if you watch the different news agencies, it's like watching the very same channel because they say almost exactly word for word the exact same report that you heard on Channel 6, on Channel 4, on Channel 8. Absolutely. Uh, oh, I couldn't agree more. Um, I've seen actually the video that, that has been going around um, for a couple of years now. And they literally are sharing the same script. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the exact same words, word for word. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not that they're absolutely, they, um, they're no longer journalists. Um, They're storytellers. Yes. And whatever story um, is going to get the highest ratings, that's the story that they want to go with, whether it's true or not. Right, right. Um, the the honesty is it has disappeared. Um, it is it is nothing but um, propaganda. Well, it's the same thing with with politics. You, you you watch some of these people, whether it's Schumer or Pelosi, and they get up there and they stand in front of that lectern and they start talking, and you sit there at the house and you're going, no, no, that's a lie. That that that's yeah, impossible. That, you know, but they just keep going with it. That's exactly what I was just going to say because, because, because they are lies, and that's all, that's all they are doing is lying, and it's it's disgraceful. It's concerning, is what it is. 
it is so concerning <laughs> to yep. see what is what is what has transpired. Um, what I talk to, they and, and I'm sure you've heard this very same thing. Um, when we were at that event uh, the other night, I was in getting a couple signatures on my petition because it's petition time, as you know. And yes. I was talking to a gentleman. He said, you know, I wish you all luck. I wish they would just take everyone that is sitting in, in the House and the Senate, the presidency, get rid of them and put real, honest Americans back in those seats. And that is what we're going to do in 2022. Absolutely. I could not agree more. The... The Republican Party of today is definitely different than the Republican Party of um, previous. And so when it comes to the we Republicans now love their country and we are willing to do whatever it takes to to save our our republic. And that is that is who we need to have in office. And people who really love America, yes. because that has that that for some reason has disappeared. And we and so as call us patriots, call us Americans. That's exactly what we are. You know, I don't know if it's necessarily disappeared so much, but I think people are just they've gotten to a point where they say, and you know, I was guilty of this. You know, when Obama won his second term, I went out and I pulled my flags down. And I've flown a flag over my house forever because I couldn't believe that there weren't enough Americans out there that could see what was going on and say, no, this is wrong. When you put a spy in President Trump's campaign, right? one to two, I think, wiretap his phones. This makes right. a little thing called Watergate that happened in, you know, <laughs> Watergate. That makes that look like shoplifting at Kmart. When when Comey can go in front of a federal judge and swear out FISA warrants and lie, and nothing, he writes a book and makes a few million dollars, nothing. You try that. You go in front of a federal judge and lie, get caught, and find out what happens to you. Are you going to write a book and make a few million? I doubt it very seriously. And I... (laughs) And that's why we've woken up. We're awake now. Yes. There is a difference between being woke and being awake. (laughs) And we we are awake to what is happening. Um, And most of the people that are getting involved are, we haven't been in politics. We didn't see it happening. Um, We might have. But we were we weren't we weren't paying attention, and Trump changed that. He did. Trump yeah. changed every single thing. When you go back and you listen to his inauguration, and he said, "I am giving this back to we the people." There is, has, I I don't know. Has there ever been a president in history that said that? And that was that that was a turning point for America. Well, draining the swamp was was his goal. And I really wish he'd been able to do more of that because the party that we have today and I was going to get into this a little bit tomorrow night. um, They they have what they want. They have that group of persons that they want. And Donald Trump tried to get rid of what he referred to as the Country Club Republican Party. And they yeah. want to go right back to that. Oh, That's absolutely they, they do. So they, they don't want the people or the, 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 the members of the party to see people like myself or Matt Rauscher or Glenn. They don't want to see that. They want them to see the, the ones that they want. I mean, I've been banned from speaking I, I, I'll go more into this tomorrow, but it really is it really is a shameful thing to have to experience. And I never thought that the Republican Party or any, you know, I never thought that that's how they conducted business. But it seems to be. It is absolutely it is absolutely what what they are doing um, yeah. with with um, Illinois Freedom Alliance. When we first had our first rally in October, um, 
it was in an email that said to political candidates, if you get involved with this group, it will be political suicide. Uh-huh. Yeah. And at that moment, we said, wait a second, we're doing all the things that you should be doing, and you're not. Yep. And that is the Republican Party. Well, the decree that was just um, released, what, back in 2017 or 18 with the Republican National Committee mm-hmm. that they have for 40 years had a decree that they could not have poll watchers, that the Republicans could not get poll watchers. Right. It was on Breitbart, and I was shocked. I said, for 40 years, the Republicans haven't had the opportunity to get involved. And so, and, and, and nobody even knew that, right? So there's all kinds of other problems. We don't have enough people involved, period. Well. Let's get to know a little bit about Penny. Penny, where are you from? Let's start with that. I am born and raised in Moline. Um, graduated from Moline High School, went to Blackhawk College. Uh, so I am originally from here. I left for a few years, traveled, and and was gone for about seven years, but then came back to the Quad Cities. Oh, so you were a Moline Maroon, as was I. I, <laughs> You were a Moline Maroon also. I sure was. Born, I was raised right here in the Quad Cities, absolutely. Went to Erickson Elementary and John Deere Junior High. Wow. I didn't really, well, I, I knew that those, I know, I knew those two things, but I didn't know you graduated from Moline. Well, I left school when I was 17. Mm-hmm. And I joined the Marine Corps. And I actually got my diploma from Kadena Air Force Base in Okinawa. But I attended really? Moline High School. Absolutely, I did, yeah. That's fantastic. Well, so do you have a lot of family in, in, in Illinois, in the Quad City area? or Yes, uh, all of my family is here. Every single one of them. Really? <laughs> are they all in the Moline area? Or are they scattered throughout the state? Uh, pretty much Moline. Um, I have a sister who lives out in Geneseo now. <laughs> but everybody lives here. Well, so I, uh, how large is your family? Do you have a lot of sisters and brothers and uncles and aunts um, and Yes. Uh-huh. My uh, grandparents, they had six children. And so my dad was one of six. And then um, everybody else, you know, then they all had children and they had children. So, but yeah, pretty much everybody is still around here locally. I was a Johnson Oh, okay. <laughs> probably a few floating around, too. <laughs> right, right. It's kind of a, you know, Johnson, Smith, Jones. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Nelson now, so there you go. Yeah, so when you went to Moline, did you, uh, were you into sports or writing or debate club or chess or what, anything? I um, really liked, I, I wanted to uh, be part of the newspaper, so... Uh, I originally in my in my early thoughts of a career at that time um, in high school, I wanted to be a, a journalist. Um, did you pursue that when you went to Blackhawk or no? Uh, I did write for the newspaper, um, for the local newspaper. And then I went to St. Ambrose um, and got my bachelor's in communications and advertising public relations and then I went down to Illinois State for my master's and did communications there as well. Oh, so you have a lot of education. You're very Yeah, a lot. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I did get some education. <laughs> very nice, yeah. So when you went to when you went down south you just uh, they had dorms down there, you stayed there then then came back or did you commute on the weekends or what? Oh uh, no, I moved down there. I you moved, moved down, um, down yeah, to, to normals for my graduate degree. And then I uh, came back to the Quad Cities after I graduated from from Illinois State. You know, they say we always migrate back home. And I guess it's really true because that's exactly what I did after I got out of the core. I came right back home, you know. Yep. Just where yeah. Just where dad was. So. Well, it's, it's a nice, it's a good place. It really is. And it's expanding and it's growing, and so I I, I enjoy the Quad Cities. You know, I like the idea of of, of, of expanding and, and things getting better, but I've never been a big fan of, of just change. 
if that makes any sense at all. No, it, it totally makes sense. That yeah, totally you know, makes sense. I, I drive down 4th Avenue and 5th Street where I was, you know, raised down the West End. And I look at the house that I used to live in, and it's different. I mean, it's the same basic structure, but it's, you know, sided. It's got a little white fence now and all this good stuff. And drive on down the road a little ways and look. And I see where my dad was at when he passed. And I go, you know. I would like nothing better than just to stop, get out, walk in, and get a cup of coffee with him, you know. Right. Uh, I really missed those times. I was asked, yeah. was it this morning or was it yesterday? Somebody asked me if I could turn back time, when would I, you know, when would I go? And I said, I'd go back to 1974 because everyone I knew was still alive. Right. Wow, that's really powerful, Charlie. I think everybody's like that, though. I mean, if you, at some point in your life, you say, man, it's like turn things back. Yeah. Things were so much more simpler, or they seemed to be back then. Well, and I couldn't agree more. Um, we find ourselves watching even television shows that um, were from the 1980s, uh, Quantum Leap, and um, we will watch Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> the, the, because it gives you that really nice comfort feeling, but... You know, because otherwise you really can't turn your television on otherwise. <laughs> this is true, right? And they keep remaking these old shows, and you think, is there no, is there nothing fresh that you can make? You have to keep remaking the old shows over and over again. Right, do, right. Uh, what do you do for a living? Well, um, I do digital marketing um, for um, a carpet and floor cleaning company, and I do that probably maybe an hour a week. And <laughs> then um, I'm not. I, 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 that is my boyfriend's company, so I help him. I should say. Um, and then the other 75 to 80 hours a week, I am the outreach chair for Illinois Freedom Alliance. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. yeah. So I do Illinois Freedom Alliance. I do Illinois Freedom Alliance full time. Very nice. Very nice. What? Uh, we'll, we'll plug your uh, your boyfriend's cleaning and flooring company. Which one is it? It's Mr. B's Carpet, Floor Cleaning, and More. Very nice. So if you're listening to this and you need your floors cleaned and carpets and stuff, you know where to go. And that is in Moline, I assume? Yes, it is. And do we do rug cleaning and tile and grout cleaning and hardwood floor cleaning and carpet cleaning. Hey, if you have a floor, we can clean it. <laughs> You know, I bought a uh, some of that snap together vinyl stuff because I have dogs and they and I don't have a mud room, so they come in and out with wet paws and so. And the yep. old floor that we had uh, in the in the uh, cracks where they you know snapped it together, it started bubbling and you know distorting the the uh, the seams where the water got in there, so that it wasn't dog or, or water resistant. So right. we went and bought that vinyl snap together stuff. And it seems to be holding up a lot better, but it just doesn't seem to be shiny anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to ask him how you do that. <laughs> well, I'll, 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 I'll definitely be, he will definitely be able to tell you that for sure. Uh, I could go into a whole sales pitch right now, so but I won't. <laughs> so, but... So yeah, I do. I I I work. I I do some stuff for him, um, but it's not much. And so now, uh, he's he's gotten to the point where it's automated, and or I've gotten him to the point where it's automated. And so now I just do Illinois Freedom Alliance. Very nice, very nice. Do you do um, a lot of volunteer work or anything like that by any chance? Well, since since I probably spend eighty hours a week doing Illinois Freedom Alliance, that's plenty. Oh, definitely, yeah. Because we have, you know, we work all day on it, and then we do our events at night, and we do two, you know, at least one to two events every single week. And then we have um, meetings, and we do things on the weekends. So we pretty much do this seven days a week, (laughs) 24 hours a day. Right. Right, I can see where that would tie up a lot of your time. Since I, you know, every time I turn around, I see a new flyer pop up. You know, we're going to be here, we're going to be there. You're gonna, we're gonna teach these classes. We're gonna talk about that. We've got these speakers coming in. It really is. I, I imagine it really is a serious uh, undertaking that you 
that you've gotten into here. So have you been? Well, uh, yeah. No, go ahead. Um, well, and, you know, we have nine areas of focus. So you've only seen about a, uh, one ninth of what we do on um, the precinct commitment, um, election judges and poll watchers and getting people involved. We're also um, uncovering um, election fraud. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. That's something we definitely got to address. How long have you yeah. been um, affiliated with the Republican Party? You've been a uh, Republican all the time or what? No, I, I was not a Republican at all. Um, huh? But uh, when I met my boyfriend, he questioned it. And he said, I, I don't think you're a Democrat. <laughs> he says, I, right? I think you're a Republican. And I said, no. He said, yeah, I think you are. And which was really enlightening to me. I'll never forget that moment in my life because it was really enlightening because the, because the Democrat Party is not the Democrat Party of you, of what used to be. It's extremely it's much it's much more left now than it ever was. Um, there are so many of us who have said, no, we don't know who you are. We don't want to be part of that. So that we would consider ourselves Republicans because we have the exact same values, but we would more so consider ourselves Americans. Yes. Absolutely. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Absolutely. I was at a, uh, a Christmas parade uh, out in Prophetstown, and I was passing out my, my little flyers and talking to people, shaking, you know, kissing hands and shaking babies and, you know, yep. talking to everybody. And, and uh, this guy, he, he turned from me and he says, I want to talk to you. You you like you like Trump, and I said you know we're all Americans. Whether or not I like Trump, or you know, or you don't, doesn't matter. We're all Americans. We have to work together to make a better country than what we have right now. But he didn't want to hear. Absolutely. No, no, no. He was a Democrat, and he didn't want to hear it. My next door neighbor uh, came up to me, uh, and he said, you know, Charlie, I can't vote for the Democrat Socialist Party. Right. And I'm a lifetime. He he called himself a uh, a uh, Kennedy Democrat. And Ooh. He says, I'm painting and I'm voting for you. And I went, well, I thank you very much. I appreciate that. So I what a compliment. From what a compliment. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's such a compliment to you, Charlie, um, as to just the candidate that you are. So I, I, I have a lot of respect for you um, because you're not, you're not a, you're not a politician. No. Um, you're an American and you, you, you're, you've seen it, you understand it. And the value system of, of an American versus a Republican, I think there is a difference. Absolutely. And I think the Americans are becoming the Republican Party. So what do you think about the party? Um, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, can we get back to being the American Republican Party? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're already there. Okay. Um, because of groups like ours. Because oh, of yeah. people like me and Annie and Arlene and all of, all of the people who are involved in our organization all feel the same way. We're going down to Knox County, and there's, you know, it, it may seem small, but there's more um, than what we're than what we have here locally. People just aren't. Um, I don't want to say they aren't waking up. They are waking up, and this is going to be a little bit of a process. Oh yeah, I was. Um, so, uh, no, I I support President Trump more than you know anything. I, I do. I really absolutely. like President Trump a lot, and I was on uh, Jim Needleman's channel. Um, was it um, for the record program? And he asked me about you know my support for for President Trump. I said absolutely I do. And I got home and on my Facebook uh, page there was a gentleman that wrote something along the lines of I want to thank you for uh, helping me make up my mind whether you were a viable candidate or not uh, because you liked Donald Trump. So. The one thing that he didn't like was me liking Donald Trump, and that's what he based his entire uh, perspective on, whether or not I was viable as a candidate. 
I have a health care program. Guess what? Didn't matter to them. I want to take care of our veterans, their health, their mental health. That didn't matter to them. I want to take care of our elderly. You know, uh, that didn't, none, nothing else that I, that I stood for mattered except the simple thing that, 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 that in his mind, may be viable or non-viable, was my, how much I like President Trump. And that's so disgraceful. Isn't it? <laughs> that's disgraceful. And, and with, with someone like that, um, okay, because there are so many more of us that'll say, thank you. Absolutely. So that the odds are are much are much higher with us. Um, we're just not speaking up still, right? And the convoy that is happening is, is huge. It is giving the people a voice, yes. and the people have to become more empowered. That's Absolutely. what we're lacking. This, the gentlemen, you're not going to win them all. No. Some people are, and I, I, and I, sorry, not sorry, some people just are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and they base their judgments Yes. Yeah, they base their judgments on fake news. Exactly, yeah, fake news, yeah. Exactly. On fake news. That is an individual who still watches CNN. Yeah. That is an individual. And there are defining factors of people, and you can almost determine it based upon what they're watching or what they're, what they're listening to. When you yep. see someone who has a mask on their face, you know they are not, they are still watching mainstream media. Right. So there's, you're you're not going to be able. You single-handedly cannot turn everyone. It's going to take all of us. Absolutely, you, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, we're we're of, of one mind and thought. You know, in a lot of what we've been discussing this evening. Let's turn to the uh, the election. The last, uh, the I believe that it was absolutely uh, stolen. I believe it was falsified. Um, your thoughts? There is no doubt in my mind. There is absolutely zero. In, I, it, 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 it's a disgrace. Uh, it was stolen. There's videos. There's documentation. There's a new documentary coming out by Dinesh D'Souza called 2000 Mules. And they tracked um, ballot harvesters by cell phone with geolocation and tracked ballot harvesters. There's mm-hmm. 2,000 of them, and they were making $55,000 a piece. Who was paying these people? Absolutely, absolutely it was stolen. Yep. Right out from under us. And there was a lot of money behind it. Soros, oh, yeah. all, so much money behind it. And, yes, it was 100% stolen. But it wasn't just stolen at the national level. It was stolen also at the local level. Yeah, I've seen some of those forensics reports, like out of Arizona and Georgia. Absolutely. And that they got away with it is a travesty in this nation that will never, should never, and will never be repeated again, ever. You can't allow that to ever happen again. That's third world stuff right here in, in America, and we can't allow that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you, <laughs> because I, I, I feel the same way. I agree yeah. with you. It cannot happen. You know, I used to think that America, and I still do, um, had what I refer to as the Superman syndrome, and that we stood for truth and justice. It was the American way. And then you see things like this happening, and you see the media going along with it, and you just go, how can this be happening in my country? And it's infuriating. It is. Absolutely, it is. And when you, I, have, when, when you have no control, you feel like you have no control, and you're watching all of this happen. I, I spent, 
I have spent too much time crying and being angry and being frustrated and feeling like I have no control over this. Yep. Hence, we started taking control. And hence, my run for office. I never had exactly. a bone in my body. Never. But if, if I just got to that point where if I don't stand up and make a difference, who will? Who exactly. If not you, then who? Exactly. And we all have to do this together. You know, and, I, there are so many good people, and I said this the other night, there's so many good Republicans running. But unfortunately, yes. they're not the ones that the party wants. The party wants people that are lapdogs that will do what they want them to do. And we need to put people in office that do what the people want me to do. I feel like one of my, I think one of my first speeches I think I'm going to give on the floor of the House is to tell the, the, uh, my, the, the fellows in that building to start paying attention to what the people in their districts want, not their party. Right. That's the job. Right. <laughs> exactly. So have you ever uh, had, an, had a, a desire uh, to run for political office at all? I think you'd make a good congresswoman yourself. I don't think I'll. Really? I, I, you know, I don't. I've, I have never been in politics, just like yourself. Right. Um. I, I, I have never considered it. <laughs> let's, let's, I'll say that. Smart. I, you're driven. You're educated. I. You're all pluses. You're an American. Right. I. I don't know. know. If, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it. I think oh. I would be so so frustrated. I would. If, but but at the same time, if I if 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 we all said that, right, nothing will right. change. So exactly. you know, I you know maybe I'll be on the ticket on twenty twenty four. I did have a senator tell me if I ran for office, he would, um, he, he would help me. Outstanding. With, with, uh, with my campaign. Um, so I, I, I was, I thought that was great. <laughs> yes. Yes. See, you're a positive uh, influence and a positive impact. That's what we make. That's what we've got to make. It's the big difference we have yes. to make. That it, that is the difference that we have to make, and we have to keep spreading our message to everybody that we can possibly spread it to. Well, you know what? I think a, a, a good part, especially the organizations that like you have, and the other ones that I've seen that are popping up, the breakfasts and the the, the women's yes. committees and stuff, is is you give the people hope and support. Yeah, <laughs> and hope. support. Yeah. They feel that what can we do against the machine? We can win against the machine, absolutely. You've explained a little bit about your organization already. Um, how do you go about recruiting members to your organization? Through town halls. Um, we do the weekly town halls um, with candidates as well as we do a presentation, you know, to get people to get involved. Um, we have a, uh, we have a website, IllinoisFreedomAlliance.us, that uh, allows us to get members that way. Uh, and we just do a lot of talking about who we are to everyone possibly uh, that, would, that will give us an opportunity. Um, we've been doing this for three months. So at this point in time, and, and I don't have the numbers even in front of me, and I apologize for that. I probably should have. Uh, obviously, I should have. Um, the, we are trying to get as many volunteers and, and members as possible, but it has been difficult because people, don't, aren't, people aren't as willing to get involved as what, we, as what they need to be. Right. Because right. without them, there's not going to be a change. Right. Now, we, we can change. get other, and we do need change. We do have um, other counties who are, who are, who are um, getting involved with us. 
there is not as much of a group here in Rock Island County as what there needs to be. There is a much bigger presence in some of the southern counties, and they are reaching out to us, asking us to come and help them. Well, it'll grow as as the uh, word of mouth gets out and as people start realizing that it is a really good organization that wants only the best uh, for them and for the state and for the nation. I think it'll it'll grow by leaps and bounds. Um, right. I we, we're averaging between 50 to 60 people at every event. Yes. And I said in at your last one, uh, explain a little bit on the need for precinct committeemen. So as a PC, what the term the precinct committeeman is, is the most powerful position um, in politics. And that is because you are the boots on the ground. You are the ambassador for candidates. You are the ambassador uh, for people to get out to vote. You work your own neighborhood and you get to know your neighbors. So it provides um, an opportunity for, to educate uh, p- other people about the political process and why their vote is so important. So as a PC, you have a lot of opportunities to help candidates. You have opportunities to, to do many things in the political process. Right. You vote for the chairs and so on and so forth, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, as it'll, there's two different types of PCs, an appointed one and an elected one. And as an elected, you have the power to be able to vote um, the, the, the chair people out even if you, if you don't like them, if you don't feel like they're doing a good enough job. <laughs> not about liking. It's not about liking. We, honestly, we like everyone, but you, you've got to be able to do, uh, do what's required. And right. so as, as a PC, you have a lot of power. And we need people to become more PCs so that we can get more people involved and we can get more people at the polls. And then yeah. the poll watchers, um, we also want to get more poll watchers and election judges as well so that people are there watching the polls <laughs> so, so that the they take. The judges go through the clerk, right, the, the clerk of the court? Or the yes. county clerk or whatever? The they county clerk, them. yes. yes. They're not necessarily any part of the Freedom Alliance, are they? You just no, they, to go? they would be, rec- yeah, we are trying to recruit as many as possible. Now, once we've recruited them and said, you know, okay, you want to be an election judge? Fantastic. Then we will help them with okay. their process with the county clerk. And what does the judge do exactly? Um, the election judge is the final say of the election. They okay. determine if 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 a if someone comes up and says, "Hey, these signatures don't match," the election judge is the one that says, "Yes, they do," or "No, they don't." Okay. We need more of those. And the we need more people watching polls. And the observers would be the poll watchers. Right. Where they're in the polling location. And if there are not enough poll watchers or election judges, they can shut a polling place down. Right. So that person who's voting. Watcher. What is their their duty? What they do? They just walk in, stand there and do what? They are involved in observing and watching so that there's no fraud <laughs> basically is what a poll watcher does they're there for the safety they're, they're the safeguard of our elections as well they will be the ones that will um if there's if there's an issue they have to bring it up yeah. so they're watching everything that's happening at at the poll the polling place gotcha gotcha so you mentioned uh, uh, combating fraud, what can we do to better ensure that what happened this last election doesn't happen ever again? How, how do we combat that fraud? Is it just with observers and judges, or is there anything else that you think of or can think of that we can do to ensure that those things never happen again? Uh, we have to go back to paper ballots. We have to go back to paper ballots. The machines, we know that they're corrupt. We need to get rid of those. Uh, there's, there's things that are done at the county clerk level. Um, there's things that are done, you know, that are above, above us 
that they have to make those decisions. But as a local American citizen who is who is saying we can't do this, this is the, the this is your local impact. General Flynn said um, local action equals national impact. And that has stuck with me ever since he said this. And I think he started saying it maybe in the summer or in the spring of 2020, uh, 2021. And in order for us to, to have any type of local control, we have got to fill county board positions. We have got to replace our school boards. We have got to do all of those things. That's that local level. And if we don't do it here, the federal, we only have so much control. We vote. Well, if they've taken that away from us, we still have the opportunity to replace positions. So the, right. the goal is to replace positions and get good candidates and get good conservative candidates like yourself, <laughs> yes. Americans. Absolutely. But at, at a local level, the, the, the impact that you can have, and it, because that's really what you care about on your local level. What's happening to your own taxes? What's happening to all the things that are happening locally, our own schools? Once we start replacing these positions and getting good, solid Americans in those positions, uh, we will see change. But we have to get people involved. Do you play any part in recruiting candidates to run? I mean, have you, have you gone out and done any of that type of thing? We, we have. Uh, we have. Um, we... And, and that's not part of my area, I should honestly say. The, um, on the candidate side, there are, there are, everybody in our organization plays a specific role, right? We all have, we, we all have a, a chair position. So we have an election integrity um, chair, and she takes care of all of that. <laughs> so, um, and the candidates as well. But as a group, yes, we have been promoting getting candidates. Um, and I and I believe that's why I'm thinking in my head. Uh, I believe that we have gotten two people that have become interested in running for county board because of our efforts. Nice. Well, that's that's really nice. So yeah, we you, really um, we believe in that. Have you met or you 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 stated that you've had some problems with the Republican Party? Um, has there been a lot of resistance to your organization as far as the local GOP is concerned? Yes. <laughs> That's a solid yes. Um, when we first started uh, really getting involved, um, we really thought that the, the headquarters would be full, that it would be buzzing with activity. You know, we're, we're thinking this is fantastic. We're very excited to be part of all of this and found out that the headquarters actually open two hours a week and then once a month. So we thought that that was an issue right there. And so we stepped up and we said, hey, um, you guys aren't doing these things, and you need to be doing these things, and they aren't doing those things. So we said, we'll do them. So we created the same bylaws. We are, we are basically the Republican parties net we do everything that the committee should do the central committee should do because they're not gotcha. so do you and are working with them more or trying to work with them more we have avenue for that we have extended many opportunities um to work together um and initially there was i i, I should say there initially there was more resistance but now we're being told, yes, that we can, um, that they would like to work together with us, but nothing has been done. So we're waiting to see what that means of working together. Hmm. But they, um, they are, they, they are not doing what they should be doing. Right, right. I know I've been by there several times down there in Rock Island, and there has no one. Uh, there hasn't been anybody in there, but I understand they have hours too uh, that there is someone there. But right. um, 
They have, they have, they have um, sent nasty letters about us. They have, <laughs> they, they have done um, some, some damage to that. And um, we would love to work with them. When we first started to get involved, we, we said, let's work together. But it's not working out that way. You reckon they feel uh, threatened in some way, maybe? Um, your popularity is shooting up, I mean, just through the roof. You think maybe that's got something to do with it? Um, I think they, uh, yes. Um, I also feel that they feel like we've, we're doing some, some exposure of what they haven't been doing. Um, you know, when the, there hasn't been any additional PCs in probably 10 years and right at, there's, there's 120 that we need. There's been 60. There's not been any added in 10 years. Um, we need? 120. 120. Wow. We need 120 PCs to step up in Rock Island County to become part of this process. And there have been 60 for years. Mm-hmm. So there, we're, and, and we're finding also that it's not just in Rock Island County. It's not just local. This is in every county. Um, I spoke with a woman um, in another county in Peoria, and she was, we were going to go, we, we are planning to go to Peoria County. We've been planning to go to Peoria County. So I've been working with this woman, and she keeps saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get this done, but, you know, it's just really hard working with these people. And I finally said, who are you working with to get this done? And she said, well, the Republican Party. I said, that's your problem. You need to get the, you need to get the breakfast clubs and the patriots and those people involved because the Republican Party is not interested in expanding. <laughs> they like what they like. They have their status quo. Is your organization getting involved in... Uh is it getting involved in voter drives, voter registrations? No, not that I know of. Okay. I just wondered if you guys not that I know of. That we do, we are, we've all become deputy, re, deputy registrars to be able to vote, or to be able to sign people up to vote. Very good. But the Republican Party, there, I don't believe that there's a voter drive. I wouldn't even think they'd come up with that idea. Oh, yeah, well, there's not somebody <laughs> listening maybe who could come up with that. That would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. What are your plans for your organization? Where would you like to see it go? Would you like to see it go national? Oh, absolutely. We would um, be thrilled with that. We we want, you know, we started out here. We're, we're going into multiple counties now. We would eventually like it to be not just Illinois Freedom Alliance, but Iowa Freedom Alliance, Nebraska Freedom Alliance. Um, and, and our role is when we walk into another county, we set them up with the same process that we have here, with, okay. with the same goals, with the same resources, with the same tools to be able to do what we're doing. We want to empower other counties to be able to do the same thing. I'd like to see that, too. I'd like to see that on the national level. I think it would do a world of good for our nation. I, I, because we, when we signed up to be a political action committee, mm-hmm. we took that serious. And we, took, we the word action <laughs> meant a lot to us. <laughs> gotcha. So that, that is, and, and we're very proud of the fact that we are a political action committee. Wonderful. So that that is our goal. Okay. Gotcha. Well, you know, it has been a pleasure speaking with you. We are unfortunately out of time now. Um, I thank you for your time. It has been wonderful and uh, informative, and I look forward to maybe having you on again in the near future if you'd like. That would be fantastic, Charlie. I have enjoyed this so much, and I we will be doing everything we can to to help you with your campaign. Absolutely. 
Thank you. I appreciate that more than you know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you can stand by next Thursday. We have a special guest. Uh, so far, we're going to have Sherry Campbell Dykeman, first chair of the Rock Island Republican Committee, on. And I look forward to talking to you again on Thursday. Thank you. Beep.